build a network around you, identify a couple of mentors. You can't imagine how many leaders are out there and they're actually eager to give back and support young talent. This is the Talent Show, a new podcast series from FT Talent, a hub of innovation from the Financial Times, hosted by under 30s for the under 30s around the world. This first series is in partnership with Bocconi University, a leading higher education institution of business and managerial advancements. I am Virginia Stagni, and this is the guide you need to drive innovation and change. Today, we're focusing on digital strategy by talking with a leader in the international streaming economy. This is for any listener who wants to develop as a strategist and gain the tools that will help them join the C-suite someday. Here is our conversation with Veronica Di Quattro, CEO Global Markets at Dazon and Bocconi Alumna. Hi, Veronica. How are you today? Very good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's our pleasure and we cannot wait to learn more about your career path, all the tips that you can give to our listeners, especially what you've seen in a growing ecosystem as the one that you're working in today in the streaming services, in the tech and digital field. We can't wait actually to learn from you today, Veronica. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. So to start off, uh, Veronica, it would be fantastic if you can walk us through how you first developed your interest in pursuing a career in the digital and tech field. Of course, you developed your role into a strategic role for these companies. How everything started? Uh, well, when I started, as you know, many of us, when I graduated, I didn't have a vision what would have been my career path. Even though perhaps I should have, you know, imagined that, thinking about how much I enjoyed all the innovation and technology courses that I had as a student in university. Actually, I started my studies at the University of Bologna with a degree in economics because I wanted that to be as international as possible. I also did an Erasmus in London afterwards, and then I followed with an English master in international management at Bocconi University. My real turning point was when I literally put a backpack on my shoulder and I started to travel across South America for six months. And that really was, I would say, an experience that accelerated my growth from a professional, personal, also obviously language skills perspective, and really helped me to develop an entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, because being on the other side of the world, having to face the most diverse situation was really helpful to build that piece of self-awareness uh, that I think is very important in then guiding you in terms of choices while you grow a your career. That combined also with the fact that I was really fascinating and exciting by the first iteration of technology and digital strategies in a developing country as Peru, where I had the chance to work for a year, working with some small medium business there, made me understand that I really wanted to focus on that industry as my career journey. And here I am. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Veronica. So I would be very interested in understanding a bit more about your passion for creating strategies around products that are actually reaching consumers from all over the planet. Now you are the CEO of Global Markets at Dazon. And what is this role and how you are reaching so many diverse markets out there? 
I've been always fascinated by the concept of fulfilling user needs, focusing on improving way you can do things, talking about either product or service, and how, for example, you can get to that through technology and innovation. And this may happen through what we call it, you know, a disruptive innovation. So, for example, something that is substantially changing the way you consume a service or a product, or also incremental innovation, which is something that is more evolution rather than revolution. So on one hand, you have technologies, and on the other, you have the businesses that want really to have an impact on user life, especially touching passions, because all the experiences that I had before, and obviously the business where I work right now, it's all about passion and emotions. If you think about content, especially music and sports. So the intersection of these two aspects was really, for me, the most interesting field to actually start to work and execute the B2C strategies on something that, to be honest, also sometimes was the very first time that we were trying out, because if we think about my first experience in Spotify when we launched the service in Italy, that was back in uh, 2012. So when no one was really talking about you know, music yet. Uh, so I learned how to develop B2C strategies. You obviously really need to know and understand the, the user behavior. You obviously need to, to understand the market, the landscape. Uh, in terms of the specificities um, and obviously also the product and service that you are trying to place. There is not one size fits all strategy in all these businesses, especially the different phases that you also experience as a business itself. What is important is that you need to understand how to change and adapt and pivot sometimes at speed in a market that we know is very dynamic and where external factors can obviously impact very much your business. So for me, in my role right now, obviously looking at the international expansion of the zone, all those elements are fundamentally important because we need to understand what is going to be the key driver, the enabler of growth in each of this market, and each one of that is going to be different. And we need to understand what's the best way to do it in a scalable and efficient way, because obviously it's different from you know having a strategy where you supersize the market. You need to be more efficient, looking at those things in a more aggregate and cluster and regional way, uh, which is a different different type of challenge, but as interesting as the other one. You are a leader when it comes to being a revenue-driven mind for the company. How you grow into a revenue leader position, what is the actual background that you need the most? Is it just a finance? What would be the areas that you would suggest our listeners to study a bit more? Definitely, I think finance is a very important component because you're going to have to manage PNL, right? So you obviously need to understand the numbers and you need to be on top of it, right? You need gonna be, uh, you're going to have to need on top of the performance of what's happening daily and understanding also all the different components that gets to that specific level of revenue. In addition to that, I would say that also having a wider understanding of the other functions that are going to be relevant for your specific product and service, it's also very important to having like a very rounded mindset and approach that definitely is going to be super useful to shape a more effective strategy. In that specific sense, for example, for me, it has been very important to have direct knowledge of marketing and sales because that obviously is directly correlated to understanding the user and the user behavior. Also, user insight is an area that I would suggest that, that is very, very relevant 
paired with obviously, you know, data, data analysis and everything, which we know that are obviously very important in the daily decision of a business. So I think that all of these elements, the more you can get experience around it, definitely is going to help to contribute to help you in succeeding in these type of roles. And I believe one thing about spreadsheets, they are the antichrist for anyone that is a bit creative. But if you want to tell the real story of a company, look at the spreadsheets, look at the balance sheets. And there you're going to notice what happened in the different years, merchant acquisitions, where the cash was going and where the revenues were coming from. But if there is one thing I always felt is like, Okay, you understand the numbers and then you get a bit over-specified into a vertical. You go into the funnel of then being a, a financial specialist. How do we make sure that we get that strategic view rather than becoming an over-specialist then on numbers or data analysis, etc.? What were your personal development strategies in not going into a funnel but getting that overview? I think the key is always to maintain a sort of bifocal approach. Because you do need to get into the details of the finance aspect, making sure you understand the numbers because you need to be absolutely on top of that. But at the same time, you also need to maintain a higher strategic level of understanding, but also of like communication. Because the key there is to be able to keep on maintaining that while you need to deal with the other functions. It is. It's like backpacking experience, right? That you're traveling around a company, really understanding the other cultures, because we need to remember that the commercial aspect is one with its own culture most of the time. Product and tech has different ways of working, a different culture. This is great because first of all, we never stop learning, as you suggested already before, what you don't know, make it clear and try to find you know people that can help you. So not being afraid of asking for help, even if you're in a very leadership position and the leader's role, I guess. What should a student listener that is joining us today start doing now to basically aspire, try to be in a position like yours? What would be your suggestion? I would say first thing, make a plan. So really have a clear plan with milestones, objectives that you need to deliver and understand what is the first thing that you can do to get closer to the first milestone. And as we said, it may not necessarily be like a straight answer. It could be something that you may look, you know, completely, you know, off the road, but instead there are some elements that would guide you to that. Second, I would say build a network. And this, I think it's uh, something that, you know, I figured quite late in my career. While instead I would say it's very important, build a network around you with people, peers, with the sector and vertical where would you want to work in because that can give you idea, information and be a source of inspiration. And third one, I would also say within this network, if it's possible, identify and get a couple of mentors to you know, support you and you know, rely on them for suggestions, recommendations, change of opinions. You can't imagine how many leaders are out there and are actually eager to give back and support young talents and young students. So definitely go out there and you know, try to reach out to the person that you would like to have it closer to you in your journey. Thank you very much, Veronica. And if there is one thing about the Talent Challenge and why we built FT Talent as a team within the FT is exactly to build that. We are a bridge between students, early career professionals, the academia and experts and specialists like you. So we have two 
challengers, former participants to the FT Talent Challenge with Bocon University that are coming along to ask you directly some questions. The first question is coming from Anita. Anita, over to you. Hi, everyone. My name is Anita. I participated in the FT Talent Challenge for Made in Italy in 2022. I am from Parma in Italy, but I'm currently living in Milan, where I work as an associate consultant in a strategy consulting firm. My question to Veronica Di Quattro is the following. Working as a chief revenue officer, you have to interact with and coordinate several different functions within the organization, such as finance, marketing and sales. What strategies do you use to effectively coordinate all of the different fields and functions that you manage? Thank you very much and looking forward to hearing your answer. Thank you, Anita. Great question. I would say that communication and transparency is the number one and two elements that I consider relevant for managing these teams effectively. As Daniel Ek, the founder of Spotify, used to say, if I give more information to smart people, I can only be sure that they would perform better. And I truly believe in this and I try to reflect on that every day with my team. The third aspect I would say is building unified and clear culture around your team and your functions so that the culture really needs to resonate with the values that you want to build internally and make sure that you stand behind that. And that is going to be a very important tool to make sure that you keep people engaged and keep people motivated on the same objectives. Lastly, I would also say that while working together in a collaborative environment is going to be very important and obviously you're going to make sure that they do it in the best way possible. Another aspect is also accountability. So while you have people working together, make sure also that people have a very clear way of understanding how they're going to be measured and how their performance is going to be evaluated because that's is going to help the team and yourself as a leader to make sure that they are focusing on the right ways. Thank you very much, Veronica. Really appreciate it. Second question comes from Nicolo. Hello, I'm Nicolo, and I was a participant of the FT Talent Challenge in 2022. I'm from Sicily, but currently living in Milan, and I'm currently doing a Master in Management at Bocconi University. My question to Veronica Di Quattro is, in his bestseller, 21 Lessons for the 21st Century, Juval Harari imagines a future in which AI evilly impacts the entertainment industry to the point where it can even predict individual customer tastes. In terms of uh, streaming trends, what role does AI play in predicting customer behaviors and what role do you think it will play in the future? Thanks and looking forward to hearing from you. Bye. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you for your question. I think it's very relevant, right, for what we see happening every day within the streaming services. Obviously, I am a strong believer in AI. It's something that we are using as well within the services. We know that it's playing an important role within music, video, so entertainment in general, even though there are differences, especially, you know, if we think about sports interests and how AI could be used for recommendation is obviously very different from the level of effect and results that you can get while you're suggesting music or, you know, movies, for example. In general, I would say that I see AI playing a very important and growing role in the future. However, I would say that the best outcome towards the user, uh, it's more something that I call it as algotorial. So the combination actually of, you know, the algorithm 
So the power of data, the power of AI, but also the aspect of the human, the human curation, because with that, we can also make sure that we take into account the nuances and the tastes, you know, that you have, especially when we talk about content, which is ultimately something that relates to culture and to passion, as we discussed until today. So I feel that this would be, you know, going farther into the future, the best way to identify and respond to the user needs. Thank you very much, Veronica. And uh, I cannot wait to hear from you and uh, the next time. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. If you're a listener of Italian show, I bet you're quite interested in the world of work and in understanding trends that are shaking up workplaces worldwide today. I recommend you to check out Working It, the FT's workplace podcast and newsletter. Join our friend and host Isabel Berwick every Wednesday for understanding the big ideas shaping work today and the old habits we need to leave behind. Tune in, subscribe and follow. This has been The Talent Show, which is produced by the FT Talent Team, Aya Al-Shihabi, Noor Hafez, and me, Virginia Stani. Our podcast producer is Todd Van Luling. Our editor and sound engineer is Arturo Ochoa. Our video producer is Enrique Zecca. And our social media producer is Letizia Clementi. Our music is by Dennis Kishuk. Check out all of the Talent Show episodes at fttalent.ft.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow FT Talent on socials for updates. Until next time and keep listening.